0: We'll Welcome back to the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, the Onlet Pro, Evan Preparis. Not joining me is Brenna Calvert. I do have another special guest on the line, which I will get to in a second. Uh, This episode is brought to you by OMPU, or OMPU, as sometimes I call them. They are a compression clothing company. They just sent Brenna and I some of their new pants, and we are excited to try them out. If you've been to OCR World Championships over the last couple years, you may have seen some of their Swedish athletes in them. They look high quality, they look great, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to give them a try. Other than that, if you head over to the Team Strength Speed website, we just put up some new discount codes under the discount section, things like Rec Bag and Neptune Heat, Jason Rulo's heated shirt that I've worn for all the toughest mudders, and I often wear for 24-hour obstacle course races. So joining me this week is a very special guest, Brett Stewart. You may know him as the co-owner of and co-founder of Mud Run Guide. You might know him from one of the 15 books he's published worldwide. So, Brett, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Bud, Awesome to talk with you, and uh, thanks for having me on. You know, um, your pronunciation of Umpu, I, I always screw it up too, but those guys are pretty awesome. I know that um, that they sent me out a pair of uh, gloves. Uh, Umpu USA actually sent out a pair of gloves for me to test out that I've been uh, goofing off with, and I actually used them... Um, building stuff and working around for the uh, OCR, or U.S. OCR championships. And actually, they're, they're good. I mean, they, you know, they don't bunch up in the palm, so they're a really good glove. I, I've seen photos of you wearing gloves for, like, World's Toughest Mudder and stuff. Is that something that you normally do?
0: Yeah, so I normally I, – so typically for shorter races, I don't wear gloves. But for the longer stuff, we're talking 8 to 24 hours, I think gloves are a very good idea. Otherwise, your hands just get torn up real bad. So I have not actually tried their gloves, but looking at them online, they do look very good, and I am interested in uh, trying a pair.
1: I would definitely, you know, I'd definitely give them a shot, but hey, enough of a plug for them. Thanks yeah. for having me on, brother. So, yeah. uh, so you and I, let's see, so you, we met at uh, OCR Warrior uh, like three years ago. You've been writing for me for, like, two years. You know, I get to see you probably three times a year. So this is this is fun. I'm glad we get to do this together.
0: Yep, absolutely. And on a personal note, I am very excited about this episode because previously I've had David Prize on, the owner of Conquer the Gauntlet, and I got to hear the background story of how Conquer the Gauntlet started and, you know, how they made progress until where they are now. And I feel like, you know, similar boat from Mud Run Guide, you know, I put in a lot of my personal time and effort into writing articles for you guys, and so I'm curious to hear the background story behind everything.
1: Well, you know, I've told you before, and I told you off-air how much we appreciate your articles. You always come at it with a sense of humor, but you're still, you push buttons a little bit, which is a good thing. You know, you give credence to some different sides of of an argument, but you present something and let people talk about it. What else, you know, what's better than an op-ed like that, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, again, a personal thank you from me because when I first started getting involved in obstacle course racing, you were one of the first people to reach out to me you know, and, and ask, um, you hooked me up with some stuff, and then you know, I was like, oh, would you want me to write for you? And you were like, yeah, absolutely. So I oh, yeah. uh, didn't have a large background in obstacle course racing at the time or a large writing resume, and you were really one of the first people to reach out to me and um, help me down that path, so a personal thank you from me.
1: Well, hey, uh, thank you. We're thrilled to have you. And, uh, Love your articles. They make us look good. You know, uh, when I, before I wrote my first book, um, I, my book series kind of gravitates around the whole seven weeks to, I've got seven weeks to some pull ups and push ups and all that other shit. But, um, the original seven weeks author was a, a, a buddy of mine that I, that I met, um, who's a ultra marathoner himself, Steve Spears, really, really talented runner. Uh, but he wrote seven weeks to a hundred push ups. And he wrote the book, book came out, book still does fantastically. His one book does better than all, than all 15 of mine put together. Um, seriously, I'm not joking. But, um, he wrote the first book, it was really successful, and he didn't want to write anymore. So he gave me the same type of option that, uh, I gave you. Uh, he, um, I popped him an email, and said, hey, I would love to write one of these books. It seems like fun. Oh, by the way, it's not. You know, you've written two books. <laughs> <laughs> That's Um uh, but yeah, but that that's what kicked it off. He said, oh, "Yeah, here, yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's let's do it." And uh, I'm you know I'm thrilled uh, that you're writing for us, I'm thrilled that you're writing some awesome books. So uh, thank you. But anyway,s enough about that. Let's talk about the fun stuff, like mud run guide and OCR world championships and and all of that. Or really, US OCR championships was first. So I guess there's that to talk about. But uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a long five years.
0: Yeah. So let's um. Like like you said, we want to hit on Mutter and Guide, the founding, the US OCR Championships, and I want to talk a little bit about OCR Warrior. So let's start at the beginning. Let's start with Mutter and Guide and how that got started, etc. So
1: yeah, so it's back in um, so back in 2012. Um, no, actually back in back in mid 2011, I was writing like my third or fourth book, and um, and I was looking for new topics for further books because. Um, I, I was, I was enjoying writing them at the time. You know, uh, it went on for a little bit longer than I intended it to, but, uh, I said, boy, this, um, this tough muder thing looks like it's probably a pretty good idea. So, um, I sent my, my editor a, um, a synopsis and said, hey, here's, uh, 500 words about this mud run thing. And he looked at it and goes, I have no idea what you're talking about, but let me, let me, um, forward it to, uh, to uh the, the different groups that buy. The way that, that it works is essentially unless unless the bookstores are are willing to buy the book, they don't even bother putting it out. So they had a buyer's meeting and one of the guys had just done a tough mutter. So uh, there's you know eight guys in the meeting, seven of them passed on it and there's one guy from like um Barnes and Noble. I think Borders was still around there. Uh, yeah, actually, Borders was still around at that point. And the guy from Borders was like, "Was like hell yeah, these things are the future. These things are going to crush everything. Yes, we'll buy the book." And so um, by the end of that, the other seven people decided, "Whoa, well, maybe we should buy it as well." So my editor came back to me with a big thumbs up to go ahead and write this book. So it was it was amazing. I I jumped right into that whole world and had a blast. But right after um, publishing the book. I was talking to this guy who used to design my mobile apps, and um, we had this conversation where I hopped on the phone and kind of like I'm doing right now, I talked nonstop (laughs) until the guy can get a breath in, but I was saying, hey, we need something that's just like a marathon guide or try finder or any of these races or these race finding sites um, that we use now, because both Chris and I are for athletes and marathoners and all that sort of shit. So we were excited about building something well, I guess I was excited. And I got to the end of the conversation, took a breath, and Chris chimed in and said, um, hey, uh, Brett, um, when you get home <laughs> and get out of your car, um, go and check out mudrunguide.com. And I said, well, I think it should be obstacle something because my book was Obstacle, Ultimate Obstacle Race Training, and I, I think mud runs are a thing of the past. People want obstacles. And he goes, well, it's already made, so go check it out. Like, as we walked in the house, um uh, fired up the computer and I turned to Chris and I said, Holy shit, this looks awesome. It was exactly what I wanted. So um yeah, so so Chris you know, Chris really um you know brought it home with the development of it and then luckily by writing that book I had the relationships with all the, the races and a lot of the racers at that point. So it uh it came together really quickly. And we had that conversation on Friday afternoon, um when I was driving home from, from work and um Sunday we launched the site that was Sunday was February uh, twelfth, uh, two thousand twelve. So uh, February eleventh, two thousand twelve. It was the day after my son's birthday. So yeah, we've uh, we've come a long way in the last five years. Wow, I
0: love that you said uh, tryfindandmarathonguide dot com because those are two websites that I used to use all the time before I switched yep. to Oslo course racing. Yep. And yep. one of the, one of the things that I always – like a theme I kind of used in my articles and I've used in my book is you know like fit. Oslo course racing as a sport is relatively new, but fitness and fitness improvement is old. So yeah. a lot of my – like I would love to take credit for all my ideas and be like, oh, <laughs> these are super original ideas. But, like, yeah. really I'm looking at other sports and stealing their models or their concepts sure. and applying them to oslo course racing, which is kind of what we do on this podcast. That's why we interview uh, – We just I just interviewed an ultra cyclist last night, uh, which will be published actually after this one comes out, oh, cool. and a, a power lifter and a strongman because – you can pull a lot of uh, lessons both up from the business side and also from the actual physical improvement side and apply it to obstacle course racing.
1: Well, nothing, nothing, you know, when it comes to fitness, there's, there's nothing new. There's different ways to make money in fitness, but fitness is fitness is fitness. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, Jack uh, routines will kick your ass just as good as, as anything else. And, you know, there's, there's ways to tweak things that are better and there's technology that makes things better But for the, you know, for the normal human being and even the advanced athlete human beings, especially as we get older, fitness is fitness, man. You just keep active. You do, you know, you do stuff to keep yourself in shape and go from there.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Consistency and time are very important. Um, People, people are like, oh, well, you know, you were gifted. You're a gifted runner. And it's like, (laughs) oh, like I've been, I've been running my whole life. That's why I appear gifted.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I
0: put in I put in so much time that most people most people lose interest before they get to, you know.
1: Sure. Uh, like,
0: yeah, most, before before they hit their maximum potential, people have lost interest a decade def- before that. Oh
1: so. sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, before I wrote anything, you know, I, I, pre-2000, man, and well, in 2000, I was about 200 and, I don't know, maybe 210 pounds. I never stepped on a, on a scale, so I had no idea, but I was grossly overweight. I used to smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. You know, when people, it's funny, now people actually will make comments, about, oh, it's easy for you, you're skinny. I'm like, are you out of your mind? I'm still the fat kid that used to get, you know, used to get joked about in, in gym class. You know what I mean? I was the kid that couldn't do one pull up. The first day I did a pull up. You know, I was 32 years old. I mean, come on. So, you know, it's all relative. People think that uh, that it's easier for somebody else because they've already made the journey. And realistically, man, we, we all just have to just start just start that journey ourselves.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. So, when Mud Run Guide was launched, what? Like what did it look like compared to what it looks like tonight? Today,
1: I'll, I'll be honest. Um, Chris is a fantastic developer. Chris is the, the the yin to my yang, or the snake to my mongoose, whatever it happens to be. But he is um, incredibly bright, very detailed, and he's just a fantastic developer. So when he made Mud Run Guide back in 2012, um, the the you know the API that he created and uh, the database calls and all that other shit that I don't know about he he built it right i mean our um our database literally goes all the way back to those very first days of uh of modern guide you Now, of course he's hardened it and since uh and stuff since then and we're on you know we're on a uh, much better servers and all that other good stuff we've got to, we we always had to keep up with our traffic um so that was one of the things that once our traffic exploded to uh, you know uh to, i don't know what do we get? Uh, like ten. Our peak was like ten million page views a year or something like that. So we really needed to to boost everything. But anyways, but what, what Chris did was um, what he built in the first case is still exists today. Now it looks a little bit better, and we've updated it just a little bit. But there is a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes um, on the website that most people would never know about, and I don't even really know all the ins and outs of it. But, um, you know, it looks pretty similar to um, the code looks pretty similar today to what it was way back then. But, you know, to go from, uh, you know, a handful of folks checking out this website to, you know, just just you know millions upon millions of hits. It's it's kind of crazy. It's I never you know, we never thought it was going to grow the way that it is. We also never thought it was going to be the huge amount of work to keep updated that it is. I mean, we have a whole we've got a full time team. You know, working on everything. I'm full-time, Kristen's full-time, Margaret's full-time, you know, Chris is full-time as well as <laughs> another full-time job. But we've got, you know, Bonnie is our full-time social, uh, social engineering person, our social networking person. But we also have other contract employees working on uh, the back end constantly. So there's a lot, there's a lot to it. It's not just a simple website. So sometimes when people say, oh, you've, you've got that blog. <laughs> my thought is, oh no. Uh, hell no! It's not a vlog in any possible way. It's a, no, it's a, it's not somebody running, uh, typing this up in their basement. It's a full-fledged business.
0: Nice. So yeah. I know, you, yeah. like, whenever I think of Mud Run Guide as the face, I think of basically you and Margaret. So yeah. I know Chris is one of the founders and co-owners. Yeah. So where's is his? Is he all text side? or is he? Is he well, is his hands appearing stuff that I'm I'm just not seeing? What's the deal? Uh, with
1: Chris Chris is re- really quietly sneaks into stuff. Uh Chris has uh he's been doing a lot of stuff. Actually Chris could probably kick my ass on a race course uh now, especially with my knee all wonky. But even before that, I think uh Chris has done a lot of interesting stuff. This past year he um he tested out all the obstacles for American Ninja Warrior um quite a bit. Um he's uh he's a he's a you know, quietly a a, a decent, you know, middle of the back uh, racer. But he you know he's a runner, he's a racer, he's um uh, it's a good dude, but he's he's quiet. You would he he doesn't want to be the face or the voice of Bud Run Guide, so he does uh, a lot of work and he stays in the background and lets me be the ham that people you know can make fun of. And Margaret, Margaret just awesome. Margaret was uh, you know that was one of the best additions we could have ever possibly have, and people forget that Margaret wasn't with us from from day one. Um, she she is a huge part of the family. She's my little sister, but it was. You know, to, to tie her into Mud Run Guide was just just fantastic. I think we're going on, I think we're going on three years of that now. But yeah, I, I can't even comprehend Mud Run Guide without uh, without Margaret and all of her help.
0: So tell us that story. How did that? How did you guys meet, and how did she start working for Mud Run Guide?
1: So speaking of meeting, so Chris and I uh, were partners for I think about two and a half years. So picture this: We have a fully functioning business that's, you know, doing exceptionally well. Um, and we had never met each other. We had never met face-to-face. We worked together for years and had never met face-to-face until um, um, we had an, uh, an event out in, um, where, is it? in uh, where is it from, uh, Georgia, uh, Atlanta. So there was an event in Atlanta that we, uh, that we flew out to, and Margaret was invited as well. It was um, it was actually for USOCR, the insurance company that was making some waves at, at, at one point back there. But um, they they flew us out and we got to meet. I, got, I met Mark Ballas for the first time. I met um, uh, Mark from uh, I'm sorry, from uh, Green Beret Challenge. That's Mark Ballas. Uh, got to meet uh, Bone Frogs uh, founder, uh, you know Brian uh, Carney, which for the first time. But we also got to meet with Margaret. So Margaret was just there. And the three of us went out to lunch, and we um, we, we cobbled together some ideas for um, OCR Times. We were going to do a uh, a an OCR specific like weekly newspaper daily newspaper. We started on that process for a little while, and then uh, eventually we just rolled that right back into doing more content on Mud Run Guide. And Margaret was you know was thrilled to come aboard. We were even more thrilled to have her, and you know that's just part of uh, part of how that came about. And now she's all married to Hobie Call's brother Forrest, so we've got the whole Call family and Margaret's whole deal tied in with us. Kind of awesome.
0: Yeah, she's. Uh, I mean, I can't even imagine. You know, when I got involved in obstacles racing, she was already working for Mud Run Guide. So yeah. to me, like the the names are synonymous. You know, there's there's no separation there in my mind.
1: Well, well the, the important part was Margaret was, you know, was the forebearer of, of uh any of this online. Her dirt in your shirt was, you know, uh, you know, one of the first, um you know, definitely a blog, but one of the first, you know, blogs that even won awards and everything. But Margaret was a uh, was uh, a forerunner in the world. She was actually the first female pro in obstacle course racing. Um and she was actually one of the first females um to qualify for world's toughest mutter. This is like 2011. So um, yeah, Margaret's got a got a pretty extensive resume. A lot of people know her from Mud Run Guide, and I think thinking she's just from Mud Run Guide is selling her way short. Because uh, even the work she still does with with uh, Dirt in Your Skirt, with all her um, athlete profiles, is really really impressive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We actually we've been trying to get Margaret on the podcast for the last month. Our schedules just haven't been linking up. Well, she's been really
1: the last month. I mean, no yeah, 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 getting married thing and everything else. Yeah.
0: So I think we're gonna get her on next week or the week after. But the uh, when we actually interview her, I, what I wanted to do was talk about the her early days because, yeah. like you said, most people know her from Mud Run Guide. But you know, first female pro, and you know, back in the day she was crushing on the race course before she got injured and then switched cool. over to media full time. So
1: yeah, yeah, I mean Margaret, Margaret's awesome. But yeah, so Mud Run Guide is 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 you know chugging along. It's been fantastic. Um, but for me, the thing that I love about it was, you know, the books opened the door to mud run, to the world of mudruns and then opened the world, obviously, to mud run guide. And mud run guide has opened the world to so many other things. I know you mentioned OCR Warrior. Um, that was great. We did that for two years. Um, where I'm working on a deal with a um, with a uh, smaller TV network to have them um, take all the footage that we shot. And to, um, and to combine the episodes and do some neat stuff. I would like – I would love to see it. There's a couple of different options, but there's a good chance you might see um, OCR Warrior episodes, including Your Ugly Mug, uh, <laughs> on uh, um, on like um, one of those like Red Bull channels. You know, when you see like – if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings and you see stuff like that, uh, there's a couple of different companies um, that produce um, content for um, – a bunch of different mediums like that, but all, you know, all, all, you know, all active and adventure sort of stuff. So, you know, streaming, you know, hopefully streaming soon on a device near you will be OCR warrior and it should be interesting. So I can't talk a lot about that right now, but, um, it was, dude, that was so much fun. I, I'm obviously, you know, it was, uh, you know, we, 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 we winged it by the seat of our pants. I had, uh, you know, Steven out there and Jerry shooting video and, uh, When you were out there, um, uh, Brad, um, you know, Brad was shooting video as well. It's just, it was such a, it was so much fun to do. And realistically, you know, Atlas made it happen. I had a great contract with Atlas. I was so sad for things to fall apart the way that they did. Um, You know, it was, uh, it was really surreal because I knew one part of the story and there were so much, so much, so many other pieces I didn't know that I didn't learn until afterwards. It was, you know, it was a, it was fun. It was exciting. It was, uh, you know, it turned into a, a huge disappointment for me in the end. Uh, we made a lot of investments into uh, into OCR Warrior, and the repercussions of everything that happened with Atlas kind of, uh, kind of, I felt those for quite a while. Um, but uh, you know, if you don't risk anything, you're not gonna gonna ever win. So it was fun. It, I don't consider it a loss. I, it was it was great. I got to meet you. I got to meet a lot of other. Awesome athletes. Um, so it was cool. I hope to see more of it, um, in the future. I think right now, you know, um, with Tough Mutter, uh, you know, with uh, Tough Mutter X and with all these other different race, uh, formats that are out there right now. I mean, really, you know, uh, I wasn't much different than, um, something like, um, you know, Team Ninja Warrior or something like that. Head to head is, is head to head. It's always been exciting for me, but realistically, I can't see reviving OCR warrior because there's already shows like it out there right now. Um, Who knows? Who knows? It was fun. I really enjoyed that. And once once again, uh, OCR, you know, being in the OCR world allowed me to do that. And it was really cool. And who knows where it'll go. Who knows if it'll go. But right now I'm so busy with um, the U.S. OCR championships and the world championships. And now the Enduro in Australia and uh, anything else that might be coming up next year. So it's um, that whole world. It, it, once again, uh, Mud Runs got me into that whole world. I, you know, I met, you know, one of my best friends on the planet in Adrian Vijanada and uh, Brian Chumbler and Orlando and all these guys that, um, you know, they, these are my closest friends in, in the world now. And uh, it's awesome to be able to work on these events with them and create new events and uh, yeah. So you know OCR uh, US OCR Championships was um, yeah you, you you know asked earlier about it. It was one of those things like here okay, I won't even let you ask the question I'm, I'm taking over your your, your <laughs> as well. See this is what I do you know this. But, yeah. So uh,
0: before before we get into that, uh, for those of are listening that are, may not even be familiar with OCR War, I guess we probably should have explained this in the beginning. Oh. It's basically a you know, so you'd go up to the – you'd show up to a race like Atlas Race, and an OCR Warrior, short course OCR, would be set up off to the side. Yep. And you'd pay. You'd get to run you so your qualifying heat, and they take the top – what was it, eight? Something like that, times?
1: Yeah, yeah top eight guys and top uh, – well, the girls, we probably, we probably would have done eight girls, but, um, I mean, you, you remember. It was just hard enough for us to find four girls to go head-to-head. Right. We, uh, I remember that day – um Gosh, oh, I'm blanking on her name. Uh now. But she blew her uh, she uh, it was so wet and rainy there. She blew her ACL out on on the Punisher Wall. Um Ah uh, why am I blanking? Um Oh come back come back to me at some point. Lauren Gardner. No, that's from just from Warrior Dash Ah uh, but uh, anyways, that was the first injury that we ever had at OCR Warrior, and it was tough enough to field um you know, to field four women that day. So it was, uh, that was a long day. <laughs>
0: they're, they're pretty cool to watch. You can go online and, I think, is the Facebook page still up or does, did I come down?
1: Well, there's a Facebook page up and everything, but um, it's actually right off Mud Run Guide. If you go to mudrunguide.com, there you go. Um, there's the video, videos tab. And underneath the videos, you can see OCR Warrior. And then there's all the different good stuff on that. But it was fine. It was, I think we did, uh, I can't even remember we did um, a few dozen episodes uh, by the time it was all said and done, but anyways, that was then. Hey, um, I know you used, used Mud, Mud,
0: Guts, and Glory as a venue for a while, yeah. you used some of the terrain venue, terrain race venues, uh, ben, yeah then uh, OCR World Championship 2015 oh, yeah, yeah. venue.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was a uh, that was crazy state of the pants because we we finished the build for this is 2015 we finished the build for um, uh, for the world championships and um, I got back to the RV took a sip of, uh, of water and realized that we were 15 minutes past the start time for OCR Warrior so went out and Evan uh, Evan Dollard was there as my co-host and we just we made everything up on the fly so that was <laughs> that was a. Crazy fun day, but you know, that was really wild having everyone you know everyone out there racing uh, you know that we're we're going to be racing later on the day or the next day at um uh, at the world championship. so that was fun. I don't think we'll do it that, quite that way ever again, but it was a uh, it was a good time.
0: What's really cool about that episode so or those episodes in general is so when I got involved in obstacle course racing, that was probably like my sixth race that I participated in that I was at OCR warrior was, like, a year later, I went back and started, like, rewatching the old episodes, and I knew everyone. Like, I, like, not only did I know the people competing, but I would know, like, random people on the sidelines. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, Uh -oh. there's Kevin Riggy. there's (laughs) Corinna Coffin, you know? Like, it was, it was like the who's who of OCR back in the day, and it was just funny that at the time when I, you know, when we recorded it and when I had initially watched some of those episodes, I had no idea who any of these people were, and now, like, I can literally go through not only the athletes, like I said, but the people in the background, right. and you're like, oh, there's Margaret,
1: you know, it's uh, like, <laughs> but, but the thing that's nuts about it is, um, I, I guess the best always bubbles at to the top, but if you think about it, you know, from, you know, from Hunter and Cassidy, and you mentioned Kevin, Riggy and, and Corinna and, um, Matt Willis and yeah, yeah Matt muttered oh i didn't even mention Matt earlier when I was talking about our family of course matt's a big part of our family as well jeez see that's what I get That's what happens when you have when you have too big of a family you forget one of your brothers but um yeah it's just insane uh you know you've got uh the you know everyone from uh, magic magic to the the Asian sensation to uh, it was just it, they were good, good times, and I enjoy it. You know, like I said, got to meet you. Uh, you know, it was cool to uh, have Hobie out there and compete at one and him to go head-to-head with uh, with, with uh, Rocket. So, good times. But anyways, if you want to check them out, they still exist. They're off Com under the videos tab, and that was OCR Warrior.
0: Yeah, definitely awesome. So, let's get into what probably people are most excited about is the first U.S. OCR Championship being held in Texas Labor Day weekend.
1: Sure, yeah, we I couldn't be more excited. You know, the um, <laughs> the planning for these events is. Let me just just say this right now. I can't for the life of me understand how Adrian has made it through three years of you know of the OCR World Championships. I the first two years were just he could he had to have been out of his mind because the work was so. You know the workload was so big, and he was you know really just building his team around him at that point. Now you know with with Rachel Ann and Margaret's on as, as part of the uh, the World Championships as well, and you know there's a we've got a much bigger team around us now. Um, but holy shnikes, is it, is it a lot of work? It's just it's it's, it's crazy. So building the um, the U.S. race was um, kind of it was, it was kind of I don't want to say it was my passion project, but I was the guy that was constantly um, Telling Adrian, hey man, we got to do this, we got to do this. Um, eventually, essentially what happened is when, um, when we moved the world up to Canada, I said to Adrian, I said, well, now we've got a problem. There's no, there's no race in the U.S. I said, we can't let that vacuum, we, we just can't let the U.S. go like that. I mean, there's, for the last two years, there's been one race in the U.S. a year. Let's have one race in the U.S. every year. And, um, He said no, he said no a lot of times. And, uh, finally we, we hammered it out. Uh, I, I, I took on a lot of the responsibility for it and, uh, and that's where we are. I was, you know, I've never worked this hard in my life, I'll be honest. Um, having, um, having US, um, yeah, the first one's always the hardest. Uh, There's no question about that. The first time I did my marathon last year was amazingly hard. Um, this first time is, uh, it's just crushingly difficult, but I've got a great team of, of, uh, people behind me, whether it's, you know, people with, you know, with, you know, Rachel and, and uh, Adrian and Chumbler and everybody else. But also we've got a great build crew that, um, has a lot of experience for, from three years of being out at the, the world championships. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really trucking along. I'm going to be out there next week. Next week I drive out. So I'm there for the two and a half weeks, um, on the build. And, um, it's going to be exciting because it's going to, it's gonna feel a little bit like Worlds, and you're definitely gonna see some of the, some of the same obstacles as Worlds. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to put a twist on as many things as we possibly can. But it's a, you're gonna walk away with a whole different experience. If you've done Worlds before, US is gonna be um, a real American experience. I mean, not only is it at a, you know, a, the Wild West. It's, at, you know, it's at this, this wild. I mean, I, I'll use the term again, um, game ranch. Um, you're at a billionaire's private, you know, ranch. It's you go through the first gate, you're in, you know, sixty five hundred acres or so of of animals. You go through the second gate, and you are in this private little sanctum where they, uh, you know, where we hold the race. But I mean, you're walking around. There's, you know, there's there's zebras and evics and, uh, and giraffes, and it's just it's so unbelievable that you have to see it for yourself to to get it, and then for us to be able to use that terrain. Um, out there to build a really, really gritty, it's a, it's a dirty, gritty, I mean, for, for worlds. Toronto is beautiful. Granted, the course did get really muddy after the rain on Sunday, but the world championship course, that village, (laughs) that village is gorgeous. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's beautiful and not that it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And not that the ranch isn't gorgeous, but it's different. I mean, dude, you're walking into the middle of a, of a dude ranch. It's you know, it's it's a, an interesting. It's if you're used to worlds, this is going to feel a lot different. It feels it's a little bit closer to um, uh, a little bit closer to Ohio, obviously, than Toronto was. Um, when I say Ohio, I mean OCR World Championships in 2014 and 15. It's a, it's a lot more similar to that um than Toronto is, but it's um it's it's dirtier. You know, it's um there's a you know, there's a lot of off trail, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of spots to get to get dusty and dirty. You're in, you know, you're on a ranch in Texas, baby, and you're gonna feel like it every minute of the day.
0: Well, I'm I'm really excited for it. I know you guys always obviously put on great events. O C R World Championship has gotten better every single year. I I was there in two thousand fifteen and I'm sorry, 14 and 16, I missed 2015. Um, you, missed a, it was, you missed a really,
1: really, really cold morning. Yeah,
0: just, I saw the pictures.
1: Yeah, we actually, on Sunday, we rerouted the course for the, uh, for the team race to get, because there was no 3, wait, was there a 3K at that point? No, 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 there was no 3K. It was just, um, so yeah, Sunday was just team race. Um, so yeah, we, we rerouted Sunday to get people out of the water because it was so cold.
0: Yeah. I know I was I was sitting on my computer hitting refresh over and yeah. over again waiting yeah. for things to come up online. Yeah. And speaking so, of which, yeah. uh last year in Toronto, Margaret and your team did an absolutely phenomenal job. I know if if you follow some of my stuff on MudRunner Guide, I don't do any of the live, you know, like active race day stuff. All my stuff's like op-eds and post-race stuff. But uh you know, I was sitting in my bed
1: <laughs>
0: like waiting to go to the race and i could just go to mud run guide and hit refresh and it was like it was like being there so i'm sure that the athletes who were not physically in toronto appreciated that cuz that was awesome
1: well that yeah that was them, not me uh, that was chris and margaret and uh, arnell and everybody else and actually margaret put together a whole international team to help out i personally was on the build crew so i was out on the course um, manning obstacles at that point so i uh, i don't deserve any of that credit but, um, yeah, it, it, it's funny that I, I get to change my hats from Mud Run Guide to, you know, to being the race director for um, for U.S. and to being the um, the operations director or whatever the hell it happens to be. I don't care about titles, but whatever I do for Worlds, which is interesting. So I dig it. I dig the fact that my crew can kick ass when, when I, you know, when I'm not there to screw things up. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's good times. But... Um, so what-
0: one of the things I love about uh, world championships is that you guys bring in obstacles from all different series, right? Like, yep. I mean, that really speaks to at least as an athlete it speaks to me as like a world championship event, because you're taking a little bit from all these different brands and you're putting it into one race and really finding out who's the best kind of well rounded versus who's very specific to a specific race series you know, so with that, true. with that and coming into us OCR championships, um, one, can we expect to see similar things? And then, two, can you give us any sneak peeks or leak any information
1: maybe on what the athletes will face? You know, you know, I. Um, well, well, what's going to happen? I mean, Adrian's going to get pissed off at me anyway, so. I uh I can I can deal with it. But yeah, you're gonna see a lot of uh, you're gonna see a lot of um different race obstacles out there. One of the things that's that's really bitching about this is uh Greenbury Challenge. Actually Mark found that Mark Ball has found this venue. So Green Beret Challenge has already had an event out there. Um we are using um some parts of the same course. It's definitely not the same course. Uh, I think his was a, his was five miles and our 15K is what 9.7 or so miles, and our, you know obviously our 3K is only uh, is only two miles, so we're not going we don't use the same course um, at all. And uh, we actually um, we because of the of the time of year, we actually make a conscious choice to double back. We actually get people through the water. Um, there's one water section on the course, one lake, and we get people through that um, twice. Consisting of like three, not three separate water crossings, so we get people. We try to get people good and wet to cool them off at different times throughout the race. But um, yeah, so you're gonna see. Uh, let's see, we've got stuff coming. Um, Indian Mud Run was such a huge, um, a huge hit at uh, at OCR World Championships. that Hubie is coming back out again to uh, to US, and he has something that's completely new and redesigned. So that will be exciting. Um, um like, I, like I was mentioning, Green Beret Challenge. Green Beret Challenge uses a lot of, um wooden log-based obstacles. Um so, those are there, man. <laughs> we're, um we get to, I get to play with all these Tinker Toys. So we've pulled apart a lot of the obstacles, we're putting them back together. But Mark Ballas literally lives in, um in Austin. So he's going to be on the course um, – actually, tomorrow I think he's back out there. But he just drove back from uh, from Atlanta. So he's bringing a lot of his obstacles. We're reconfiguring many of his obstacles. You're going to see a ton of different log-based obstacles out there, including some really interesting ones that we've uh, built. Um, I guess I can confirm that we'll have uh, – we've got uh, two obstacles coming in from Conquer the Gauntlet. So there's a couple that you'll be very familiar with. One of them, one of them is coming in. One of them is going to build, be built specifically on site. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Um, bone frog. I just got all the specs on the bone frog obstacle that will be there. It's um, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's an obstacle that's going to require some some guts to get over. If you've done a bone frog, you've seen this obstacle. You probably know what I'm talking about, and you probably are, are pissed off that it's going to be out there. Um, but it will be. Um, let's see, what else? What else? we got some great race partners. Um, uh, we got a savage race obstacle. I know I'm missing, I'm literally missing two or three other ones and my brain is just not working right now. But, uh, oh, uh, what do we yeah, Duh. We've got, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't mention terrain. Once again, sometimes when you've got so many, uh, so many people to pick from you, you, you can forget the biggest one. Um, terrain, um, racing is going to be out there. Um, with a whole bunch of stuff. Uh <laughs> there um you know Jerry's one of my my closest friends in the race business. Um he's coming out. We got uh, a lot of support from terrain. Right? more than more than you can imagine. So that'll be uh that'll be really exciting. We've got a lot of really neat stuff going down, man. Um I think my favorite obstacle and I'll say this oh, so Skull Valley is back. Skull Valley never went away obviously, but Skull Valley as a mind-numbingly tough obstacle is back. And this year, the reason why it's going to be even tougher than it was before is because of uh, – I'm closing my door right now. I'm sorry. my Kristen just came home. Um, and Vivi's cheering because Kristen came home. Um, but it's uh, – so Skull Valley is going to be um, – uh, I don't want to ruin the surprise. It's going to be shockingly difficult for some people. Um not strength wise, but mental wise. So uh Valley has a really, really new twist um at at US this year, which I'm digging. But actually the thing that I like most about the entire course is the entire course. But the thing that I really dig is um the start and finish are right next to each other. The spectator area could not be more, we're gonna share the map really soon, but um, the spectator area is insane. Spectators can view obstacles in 360 degrees all around them. Um, Spectators also have, um, (laughs) I guess I'll say this, spectators have their own pool, so the spectators can literally go and cool off in a a pool right by the spectator viewing area. Um, There's no other obstacle race where you can chill in the pool and watch the racers go by. And, uh, we've got that. So there's a lot to love about it. The final obstacles and the end of this race is going to be like nothing you've ever seen before. I think, um, I think Worlds does a great job, um, with that run through the, uh, you know, the final big wall, um, or at least last year, at least last year, I'm, I'm foreshadowing a little bit, but you know, last year they had the big wall, then the run down the chute to the finish line. I think Mm -hmm. what we're doing for U.S. blows that away and part, really? yeah oh yeah oh dude she's <laughs> just waiting but um yeah once 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 this goes down there's a reason why we're redesigning some of the stuff for worlds because i think people that have this the experience of of doing this for us are going to ex- are going to demand something even better for worlds and not that you know one's better than the other but uh I can't wait. We're 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 goofing around with with worlds uh, right now to make that really exciting as well. But uh you you got to see yeah, you got to come to US, man. It's um it's like nothing I've ever seen before, and I'm just thrilled that I get to play around with it.
0: I I'm super excited for it. Um obviously you guys always do a great job with events. This being the first one, I think it also makes it even even better and more of a reason to show up. <laughs> uh, I'm also excited there will be no Canadians there because they often knock
1: me back from the spots. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy about that. I was uh, talking with uh, – um, so Hunter um, signed up today. Uh, wait, what's uh, Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hunter signed up – no, Hunter signed up yesterday. So I was talking with him about, you know, who's going to be there from you know for the top pros. And – um uh, Hunter, obviously Hunter is really good friends with Ryan Kent as well as am I. So I popped him a message and I said, uh, we are, we're in the middle of the text. I said, is, um, is Ryan coming? And he's like, what? No, he's not allowed to come. And it took like three or four, four, you know, lines back and forth of text. Right, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't talking about Atkins. I was talking yeah. about Kent. Well, I was actually talking about Ryan Woods too. So I think, uh, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see some, you know, some some top pros out there. I know uh um um Killian, uh Robert Killian is 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 coming out. I'm ninety percent sure. But he actually raced the uh the Green Beret challenge that was out there. So he knows the terrain really well and he smoked that course. He he beat um I think he beat the field by something like eleven minutes or something. So um you know he knows that course really well and uh I've specifically, I'll be honest, I've specifically added different sections of the course and different sections of the terrain that I know no one was on before. So, um, even, so it doesn't really give him an advantage, um, because he's not, you know, we're running the course completely differently than, um, Greenberry challenge. Even the sections of the course that we use that he did, we're running them differently in an opposite direction. And then we take people to a whole new place over there, um, on the grounds that, uh, that realistically we didn't even think was going to be possible until we, uh, Really, really sat down and worked through it. So there's some neat stuff. We got some technical running that's going to take take part. We have um, we have a section where you run along. Uh, I guess I'll say it, whether Adrian gets mad or not. We have a section where you run around, run right along the edge of a cliff. Um, it's it's nuts. You know, I mean, you're you know you're probably you know, 70, 80 feet up, running along a cliff um, edge. Um, it's not horribly unsafe. I'm making it sound worse than it is, but it requires technical running, and it's going to be really wild to put people through that section um, near the end of the race and see how they perform. So some good stuff.
0: Well, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm, again, I'm super excited. The, what's funny is for me, like personally as uh, an athlete who specializes in the really long stuff, I actually feel less pressure going into stuff like this and the World Championship because I know I'm not gonna be, you know, like right next to the podium or on the podium for something like this. Versus like World's Toughest Motor, I put there's a lot of like self internal pressure to do well. Yeah. And like Conquer the Gauntlet because I'm on their team, I put a lot of self pressure again to do well at those races and the some of the other shorter races. But um for the US and the world championships I just I just love going there, enjoying the atmosphere and you know We've said it before in this podcast a dozen times, but, I mean, everyone there is obsessed with obstacle course racing, right? So you you go there, and you can – you don't have to explain things to anyone anymore. You can can use just first names, and everyone knows who you're talking about, unless you're talking about Ryan, which is three of them, who are like three of the best in the world. But, um, yeah, I just can't wait for the experience and looking forward to it. For those who have not signed up yet, what's the what's the website, and then do you have to qualify, and then et cetera?
1: So. No, see that's the great thing is. So for the pro heats, you have to qualify, but this year for the age group heats, I'm saying this loud and clear. For the age group age group heats on both the 3K and the 15K. You do not need to qualify in any way, shape, or form. This is a one year uh, exemption. It's because it's the inaugural event. Um, And and because we, honestly, we launched it a little bit late in the year. But for age group racers, they do not have to qualify. Pro, if you want to race for the prize money, yes, pro needs to qualify for the 3K and the 15K. Um, all of that information is available on usocrchamps. Plural c h a m p s. Dot com. But all that information is up there. But that's one of the things that we've not done a great job of communicating is the fact that you do not need to qualify for age group. Anyone could show up. So while it will be still, you know, the most passionate of racers, we're really, really hoping to get. Um, you know, to get racers that are coming out to an event like this for the first time that maybe, you know, obviously this isn't a first-time type of event. If you've never done an obstacle course race, this would be a very, a very, very challenging one, but, um, you know, but doable, but realistically, I mean, let's be honest, it's it's a very challenging um, obstacle course race. It's not a, you know, uh, it's, you know, we love our partners. I love Warrior Dash. They're great friends of mine. This is not a Warrior Dash or a Rugged Maniac. This is, you know, this is Spartan or tougher, you know. So this is the type of thing that, you know, you're not going to walk off the street and do. But if they choose to, they're completely welcome.
0: Yeah, the – that's awesome. I know – I think a lot of people thought you had to qualify for age group just because that's the way it is for worlds, right? So – People don't bother clicking on the website and <laughs> yeah. hitting the drop-down things. Yeah, they just assume. Right. So, um, so this,
1: but then also, it's important to know that this is a one-year exemption. Um, we're, you know, it, this is not going to be in place for next year. Um, the qualifying will be a change. There also are, is looking to be other changes to the format, um, not the length of the course. Um, you know, maybe the location, but also there you know, there, you'll, you'll hear about some big changes. Um, after the event or at least after worlds we've got so many announcements coming with you know with with worlds and what we're doing with with us and just a lot of exciting stuff going on man but now's the time to to, to cash in on that one year exemption uh to race uh in the uh, in the age group definitely and then
0: i know a lot of our ocr fans like to hear about medals so i know you've released a couple pictures <laughs> of some of the medals <laughs> online so just give us a quick rundown of what they look like and where we can find images of those uh one
1: thing that um you're probably going to have to um you're probably going to have to check these um because if you try to carry them on an airplane to go home they're going to think that it's a lethal weapon because it uh yeah you could kill somebody with these metals they're uh i think they're are they four inches i don't, I don't have one in front of me but they're like four inches but they're like a foot and a half thick and <laughs> no, they're they're really impressive metals they're they um, they look and feel and and sound and taste just like Olympic medals, man. They are um, they're really really quite sizable. Um, they're the nicest medals that I've ever seen, and I'm not just saying that. Um, I didn't design them, so I've got no uh, no stake in that. But um, the design shorty team that 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 came up with these, they are so impressive. Um, the colors are really amazing. I know that we showed a red one. I think. Um, we showed a um, a red white and blue one on black or something at some point um, those were the um pre, uh uh the, those were the the uh the samples that we got back from the company uh, we made some changes to them to tweak them to make them even nicer uh the quality control we uh, clamped down to make sure to make sure it's something that we're proud of but most you know at the end of the day It's got to be something that the athletes are incredibly proud of, and I think we nailed it. Uh, I think you'll see all the different colors um, on race day. There are different medals for the 3K and the 15K, um, and maybe there's some other neat stuff in there as well, but you'll see it when we get there.
0: Cool. Uh, Definitely excited to get my hands on one of those. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's going to about wrap it up. Um before we before we take off, anyone you want to give a shout out to or companies or any other things that we missed that you think people need to know before they go and sign up for US OCR Championship?
1: Um well, yeah, I mean, you know, the sponsors for uh, for US Champs, um you've got you know obviously X-rays Rare some of my, my best friends in the world. Um a, uh, Orlando and Brian have cooked up some really awesome merch. I know, um, there's a lot of stuff that I, <laughs> that I want to get my hands on, uh, including, uh, we're going to see the first unveiling of a Skull Valley t shirt. So I'm really excited about that. Um, uh, oh, nice. yeah, it's, a uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, Skull Valley has been around for a while now. Um, but, um, you know, Legendborn, speaking of jerseys, Legendborn has just kicked so much ass. Um, their jerseys are, I mean, it's crazy. You know, they can't, they can't even keep up with, uh, there's 50 some odd, uh, nations around the world coming to worlds. And so they've got to keep up with creating, uh, you know, creating shirts for Uzbekistan and <laughs> everywhere else that, uh, you didn't expect to see at the world championship. So that's, that's pretty awesome. They've done a hell of a job. Um, they've come such a long way with, uh, with their production, but a uh, rec bag was just announced today. We've got, um, we're taking delivery of 300 Custom-made 50-pound um, rec bags that have the OCR World Championships logo on them, and they're actually coming to us um, instead of using the generic ones. We had those shipped to us, so um, people that buy them, um, oh yeah, okay. so people will get their hands on them at us but people that buy them will get them after Worlds, I think. I don't know. You're getting getting a a game-used jersey, I guess, but you're going to have to wait until Toronto to get it. I don't know. Whatever Adrian decided to do. I'm I'm too busy designing the course to think about all these little little fun, awesome things they make. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, our sponsors are are amazing. Uh, You you know one of them, I think, uh, in in the form of Hammer Strength. So we've got Hammer Strength as our our, uh, perpetuum, I think. Oh, he. We've got heat, yeah. Hammer yeah. have nutrition, yeah. Good old hammer nutrition, but yeah, um, we've got we've got really kick-ass sponsors. A Thousand Podiums is doing uh, um, all of the – they make all of our metal racks. Um, they're uh, they're sponsoring one of the dinners as well. We've got three nights of dinners there. Um, I know I mentioned a little bit about about the the, um, the venue and stuff. The thing that makes these world. From worlds, you know this, but the thing that makes it so special is when people get to spend time off the race course together and we did everything humanly possible to maximize every minute, every opportunity for people in this sport to meet other people at the event. I mean, it's, and I'm not just saying that. Oh, we're, everyone's going to get together. We're going to have fun. Everyone is going to be so far up everyone else's ass the entire time. <laughs> you're either going to make friends, or you're going to make enemies. But we've got, you know, we've got dinners and pool parties. But even the race itself, like I mentioned, we have the spectators so close to the start line, the finish line, the last three obstacles. Um, they can walk a um, hundred yards out from the uh, spectator area. Um, and see three other obstacles, uh, one of which may very much look like our own version of a samurai type of obstacle. So that's something that I'm excited about. But there's it, it so many, there's so many opportunities for people to plug in directly to the race, and that's what we're all about. Oh, and also, what we're going to do is you're going to plug into the race, and you're going to plug out from your damn phone. Um, there's very little cell service. There uh, we are. Uh, we are going to use the Wi-Fi just for our sponsors and stuff. So guess what? When you get there, put your phone away, put your sunglasses on, and go out there to watch some ass-kicking American OCR action. Because you're not going to be playing words with friends uh, during during the 15K or the, or the 3K. But it's going to be ass-kicking. I just I can't wait, dude. I cannot wait to get out there and for you to get out there and and for me to show you around. You're going to have an amazing time
0: yeah again super excited, and, like we've said before, that atmosphere and meeting with the other athletes and hanging out is just it's just a phenomenal experience um and I know again, for me, going to world's toughest and stuff like that is great, but at the same time, you know you spend twenty four hours on a race course, I'm not doing much after that right like i'm I'm laying down. Taking a nap. Well, that's why through. Saturday is
1: going to be so awesome. Saturday uh, we start at nine in the morning. So the uh, the three K is on Saturday. The nine goes off up to ninety nine. The nine. The, uh, the age groupers start going off at nine a.m. and it's a you know it's a three K course. So it's less than two miles long. Um, so there it's going to be pretty rapid. So uh, age groupers go off from nine until about a little a little after eleven. I think we let the last one go at about eleven fifteen, and then uh, we let them come really close to finishing and then we send the pros off. The pros go, the pro women go off at noon and then the men go off at 1230. I think, I don't know. You have to look on the schedule. Um, yes, I did make the schedule, but I don't have it front inform you right now. But, um, It'll be cool because you can watch the pros smoke the 3K course. Well, you're gonna be out there, but uh, people watching you will get to watch. I, I'm I'm just running the 15K. <laughs> oh, you're not I'm, doing the 3K?
0: Uh, no, I'm not doing the 3K. You
1: can, you can hang out with me and help me announce. But uh, the 3K course is, is you know gonna be blazing fast, obviously. Um, but uh, we're gonna watch all of them finish. They're gonna come across. We're gonna we're gonna toss some prize money at everybody, and then we're leaving. From the race venue, we're going to walk about a quarter of a mile up the road to the pool. And that's where the pool party is going to be with the, uh, with the opening night dinner. Um, so yes, yeah, so Saturday will, will be pretty awesome. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Opening night dinner is on Friday. Saturday is the, the pool party after the 3K. So, uh, we've got that kicking. I think it's legend born is sponsoring that one. And then Sunday, Sunday after a real hard day of racing, we have a, um, it's barbecue, happy hour, really crazy. Um, it's you got to see it to understand it. If I say, oh, it's this great, you know, this great old west town that the guy built. Literally, this the, the billionaire who owns the ranch built his own little wild west town, and it's not hokey. It's actually gorgeous. Um, some of the people that registered for their rooms really early actually have rooms in the uh, in the wild west town. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. This guy. Uh, you know the Byron spared no expense at, at making this uh, Wild Ranch HQ just an amazing place to visit. Oh, and there's the animal tours. I mean, you get to go feed giraffes and stuff. It's yeah, dude, <laughs> it's something.
0: Clearly, something we don't want to miss. Yeah. So hopefully, I will see all of our listeners out there. Uh, and then one more thing before right. again, any other. Any other people you want to give a shout out to before we take off and say goodbye? Well, yes. I think you
1: know exactly who I'm going to talk to right now, Christian. I know you're not listening to this because there's no way you're still listening at 58 minutes in. But I want to, say, <laughs> I want to say happy birthday. To you know, employee number one from Mud Run Guide, my beautiful wife, who's way more intelligent than I am, and I still can't figure out why she bothers to put up with me. But happy birthday to Kristen! Congratulations to Margaret on your recent marriage to Forrest Call. You guys are awesome. We all love you. And uh, man, I just can't wait to see everybody out at at uh, Texas.
0: All right. Well, I think that uh, wraps it up. Thanks again, Brett, for coming on. I loved hearing the background of Mud Run Guide and hearing about OCR Warrior, and I think our listeners got a good sneak peek on what's coming for U.S. OCRC, so um, definitely an exciting event and definitely something you do not want to miss this year, especially if you can't make it to World Championships. I mean, I feel like missing the U.S. would be a, would be a big disaster <laughs> yeah, you, for you personally. You know, like, you, you, you need to be at one of them. I would go to both. I am going to both. Um, <laughs> as well as so, I. So, I will see you there. Uh, good talking to you, and again, thanks for coming on.
1: All right, brother. Well, see you in a few weeks. Thanks so much, friend.